Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. Welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on Russia. Number two, critical questions on what's next. And number three, how lawmakers are reacting. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The situation over the long weekend with Russia and Ukraine has deteriorated. We originally had planned to publish a special edition of the tally this morning, focused on the electoral state of play for the House of Representatives in November, but uh, we decided to put that aside because this crisis is worsening and uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, let's let's just start with the um, with the basics here. Um, uh, President Joe Biden is facing a massive crisis, probably definitely the most serious crisis, foreign policy crisis of his 13 months in office. And, and he's had his fair share of foreign policy crises vis a vis Afghanistan and 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 uh, the, I guess principally Afghanistan. But um, yesterday, uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin recognized the Donetsk and Luhansk regions uh, in Ukraine uh, controlled by Russian backed separatists as independent states and uh, most critically, uh, to understand for us and for 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 everybody to understand is that Russian troops have now gone into those regions, um, and and Putin signaled in a very long and rambling uh, discussion on 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 Russian television yesterday around uh, midday, one p.m., two p.m., that he was going to use that this action as a precursor for further and wider military action into Ukraine. Um, he, he questioned whether Ukraine has even even has the right to exist. He kind of suggested it was a um, almost a figment of our imagination. Uh, and, and we got on I got on a call yesterday evening uh, with uh, a senior administration official, a, a, a American senior administration official, Biden senior senior administration official, said a, a couple interesting things. Number one, he, he this person said it was a speech to the Russian people to justify a war, but a few kind of they they were a little too cute by half here. They did not suggest that this incursion into eastern Ukraine was enough to trigger the um, the crippling sanctions that the Biden administration has promised. If Russia went into Ukraine, the the administration official kept saying that, you know, R- Russia has been operating in the Donbass region for many years. And um, this is a uh, almost like this was nothing new, but they're now doing it openly. Now, the administration has said they're going to issue additional sanctions today. And uh, the United Kingdom in a late uh UN Security Council meeting, which stretched very late last night, unfortunately for us, um, said that they were going to also um, uh, issue sanctions today. So uh, it, it, this is to put it in context, Anna. The, the the future of NATO is at stake. Obviously, Biden Biden Putin is um, is very anti NATO and has been quite. Uh, uh, angry that NATO has has expanded so much to the east to its eastern flank um to its western flank but the eastern flank of Europe and um uh you know Biden now has to rally 
the Western world to his uh, to his side on whatever he decides to do. And he's under and we'll talk about this, but he's under a tremendous amount of pressure to do so um, to, to 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 do something big here. Yeah, I think uh, to your point, I mean, uh, the the administration official and just kind of reading the tea leaves, right, was that there there what is the line in the sand for the Biden administration to actually act here uh, in a really aggressive way? You know, he had kind of Biden had said, he, he you know, he want, wanted swift and severe consequences. So the kind of the terminology he has said, warning Putin about this in the weeks and months leading up to this dramatic uh, escalation here. And I think the question that everybody's going to be asking, well, so what, you know, certainly Jen Psaki at the White House briefing later today is well, what what are these swift you know, what if, if not now, when? Right. What 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 more can Putin do to, you know, inflame tensions in the region Beyond what he's already done, uh, and, and to what what is the line in the sand here? And I think that's something you're going to hear a lot uh, of people kind of questioning, wondering what is the Biden administration doing on this. I think the other thing too, you make a point on this, but it's you know this really is the biggest crisis for Biden that he's faced in terms of foreign policy, and he ran as, as a candidate on saying you know I have the steady hand of the U.S. Uh, government here. I've been through this. I've you know kind of has a history of dealing not only with Putin but with foreign crises throughout his you know decades long career here in Washington, and that's going to be put to the test because there's probably like a lot of big crises that presidents face. There's not an easy answer. There's not a swift response necessarily that's going to change the dynamics there. So why don't we move into the uh, number two item of the morning, which really are those critical questions about what is next, what is facing, uh, you know, Biden, but also, you know, kind of just the world as we look at at what's going to happen next. So the critical question, so I'll just start here. You know, I think the biggest question that everybody wants to know is how far is Putin going to go? You know, what is his timetable? Is he actually going to try to seize all of Ukraine or is he going to stop here with these two kind of separatist areas? Yeah, I mean, does he go to Kiev? I mean, that's, that's the question here. Um, and I'll say this, the administration needs a better answer than they've had so far. And that was evident on this call last night um, with the administration, which is, you know, uh, what, what is what are we waiting for? What is the U.S. waiting for here? Um, the uh, the argument and I was going to say this in the previous kind of segment here, but the argument here has been that sanctions should only be reserved for when Putin acts and the and the Senate Democrats have been kind of deferring to the administration on this, right? They've been deferring to the administration on the idea that, um, you know, that that they should reserve these sanctions and not pass a new sanctions bill because Russia should have to do something dramatic first. A lot of people seem to believe that Russia has done something dramatic here in putting its troops in uh, Donetsk and Luhansk. So. You know, I, I Biden's lucky Congress is out because the, the question you asked, how far will Putin go? People seem to be um, people seem to to think he's already gone quite far. 
Absolutely. I mean, let's look at some other questions that I think are really outstanding. Does Biden speak to the nation? Obviously, he's set to give his State of the Union in uh, a week from today. But can he wait that long to do a national address about the dire situation in Eastern Europe? Uh, Another big question, you know, I I think really facing him is going to be how hard, as you plan to point out, the Hill's out this week, but how hard will the Hill come down on the White House to punish Russia? You know, I think that is something there's been obviously a big divide about pre-sanctions, post-sanctions. What do the sanctions look like? How aggressive are they? Um, I think you're going to really start to see some, some, some questions and some hard questions from these kind of key lawmakers we have not heard from any of the leadership yet, Republicans or Democrats uh, in the House or the Senate. And so I would look for that as well. Yeah, I would also just the last question before we could before we move on is what happens to the Tony Blinken, Sergey Lavrov summit that was tentatively scheduled for, I believe, tomorrow in in Europe or later this week in Europe? Um, Blinken has said has said it's his role to tried to walk Russia back from the brink. Clearly, like, I mean, I don't know. Russia doesn't seem to be interested in being walked back from the brink. Um, can can Blinken sit down with Lavrov, given what Russia's done already? But also, on the other hand, can he afford to abandon what he's... Could he afford to aban- abandon diplomacy at this point? And, and I think those are two very difficult questions that the administration will have to face in the um, in the coming, you know, not hours, not not even not even days, but hours. All right, let's move on to the number three uh, story of the morning, what they're saying. So as we mentioned, Congress is out uh, this week. But for the last few weeks, Democrats in Congress have basically deferred to the Biden administration and held off levying punishing sanctions against Russia, Argument being that pre-invasion sanctions are counterproductive and the United should save its hefty economic punishments until Russian forces moved into Ukrainian territory. So now there's truly no ambiguity there. Congress is no longer willing to wait. Uh, You know, let's talk about what we are hearing. So we have not heard from the big four uh, on Capitol Hill, but we are hearing from key leaders here, Jake, in, in terms of what they think needs to happen next. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's pretty stunning. I mean, we haven't heard from the leadership, right, as you note. um, um, But uh, key, I'll bring up two people that are absolutely uh, uh, key here. Number one, Bob Menendez, the Senate Foreign Relations Chair, who said there must be tangible fall reaching and substantial cost for Russia in response to this unjustified act. Pretty harsh words from Menendez, who has been carrying the administration's water on this issue for the most part. Uh, and the second most important in my estimation is Chris Coons. Chris Coons obviously is um, uh, from Delaware, probably Biden's closest ally on Capitol Hill, who said the time for taking action to impose significant costs on Putin and the Kremlin starts now. Um, so, you know, pretty unambiguous there from two of the administration's closest allies on Capitol Hill. Anticipate this will only continue now. Um you know, this is a a um, Biden's lucky again that the Hill is out this week. Just very lucky the Hill is out this week. 
All right. Well, we will be watching this very closely throughout the week. Thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about The Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.